Amen. Hallelujah. Today is uh, Pentecost Sunday. Today is Pentecost Sunday. For quite a while, we have been praying towards this end. We are believing God that uh, God will uh, uh, continue to pour out His Spirit. You see, at the beginning, in the book of Acts, the Bible tells us that God poured out His Spirit upon the 120 uh, disciples who were waiting in the upper room. And uh, all right through generation, up to today, God is still pouring out His Spirit. And we have been praying that God will pour out His Spirit. But you need to understand one thing, which is very important. We need to hunger for this baptism of the Holy Spirit. I'm not going to talk to you this morning about uh, the baptism of the Holy Spirit. We've been studying that in the book of Acts in our Bible study on Wednesday. Don't, don't forget, on Wednesday we have the Bible study still coming and uh, online and we just continue to study the book of Acts. But we need to hunger for the Holy Spirit. See, the, 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 the manner of yesterday, the anointing of yesterday is stale. We don't eat the bread of yesterday. We don't eat the manner of yesterday. It is stale. We need the fresh anointing, the fresh oil of yesterday. In order to receive the fresh oil continuously, we need to continue to hunger. The Bible tells us in the book of Matthew, chapter 5, verse 6, it says, Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for, for righteousness, for they shall be filled. You need to hunger. You need to hunger to receive Christ as your personal Savior. And when you get into the kingdom, you need to continue to hunger to remain in the kingdom. And so I'm not going to talk to you about that, but I want to let you know that today is uh, Pentecost Sunday, and uh, we will talk about that briefly in line with our message this morning. I want to talk to you about being in sync. Being in sync. Being in sync with God and with yourself. Being in sync. S-Y-N-C. To synchronize. We all have uh, our tablets, our iPhones, our smartphones. We synchronize all our data. I go to the office because my phone and my uh, iPad and my um, laptop is synchronized with all my uh, my my my, um, my smart uh, my system. When I get home, what I have been doing in the office, I come back home and I pick it up. See, we need to synchronize. How how do we sync? We need to talk about that this morning. A fortnight ago, I think it was on a Tuesday, I had difficulty sleeping. On that same day, I rode my bike to the church office. And um, when I came back, I walked around the block 
with Regina with prayer, walk around the block. And uh, I told myself, I said, I am so tired that this will make me go to sleep and sleep well. But unfortunately, I couldn't. And I just, it was almost like as if my body was beating into submission, but my mind wasn't. It was then I realized that my mind was not in sync with my body. I don't know if I'm talking to some of you this morning. Perhaps you have not been sleeping well because you are worried about not being able to complete some assignment or some deadline. Or maybe you are worried because you don't have a job. Or maybe you are worried because you are uncertain about the future. Or you are worried because you have a job, but there's an uncertainty about your job. Or maybe you are worried because you've got some issue in your relationship. Or maybe you are worried because your business is not going well. Or maybe you are a mother or you are a father. You are worried for your children because of some drug addiction they are trying to keep, but they are just not being able to get there. I spoke to you recently that I led some young man to Christ just a few weeks ago who is in just struggling with drug addiction. And uh, one thing I asked him was this. I said, how is your relationship with your dad? Is your dad happy about this? He said, my dad is not happy about this. He said, my dad almost kicked me out of the house. He said, but one thing I found out is that, he said, my dad has got a very good relationship with me. My dad loved me, but he wants to help me to keep this habit. He said, my dad could not help me because he's almost like, he, there's a hindrance in him because he's not uh, in a position to do so. I told him, I said, your dad cannot help you. Your mom cannot help you. But there's only one person who can help you kick your addiction and his name is Jesus. And I spoke to him, he was crying, and I led him to Christ. And please keep on praying for him. I said, perhaps you are worried. Maybe you have a child, or you have a son or a daughter who is struggling with drugs. Or maybe you are worried about the future. Or maybe you might be worried about this pandemic that seems not to be going away. Or you're worried because you do not want to be infected. Or you're worried about some unrealized dream. When we start this year, we were all pumped up. 2020 is going to be a year of excitement. We were all pumped up saying, this is going to happen, this is going to happen. Then all of a sudden, there's a pandemic. All our plans, all our dreams was as if was a thing of the past. Whatever issue 
might be playing in your mind. It is messing up your sleep. He said, there are times when you sleep, but you wake up soaked with sweat. Your body is sleeping, but your mind is busy, and you are awake and tired. You are not alone. Let's look at the psalmist, the son of the sons of Korah, in, in Psalm forty-two, verse five. Psalm forty-two, verse five tells us about this. Many of us are familiar with this psalm. Psalm forty-two, verse five says, "He said, I will take it from this contemporary translation." In the King James or New King James, he said, Why are you cast down, O my soul? He's talking to himself. It's good to talk to yourself. Because when you talk to yourself, in as much you don't answer, there's something must be wrong. It's good to talk to yourself. But the psalmist is talking to himself. He said, Why are you disquieting with? He said, Why are you discouraged? Why are you cast down? Why are you in despair? Why is your heart sad or disquieted? He said, I will put my hope in God. I will praise him. I will praise him again, my Savior. I shall yet praise him again. Yes, I shall again praise him. I'm just reading from the, today's um, uh, the Living Bible. He said, I will yet praise him. Look at the word here. He said, I will praise him again. That word again is referring to how we need to continuously praise him because quite often he said, I will praise him again. I will praise him again. Quite often we are so consumed with our problem. We are so focused on our problem. But God is saying that when you are, you are consumed with your problem, we need to focus away or turn our attention away from our problem and focus on God and praise Him. You see, to overcome this, to overcome this issue of restlessness, not being able to sleep, you say your mind must be in sync with your body, with the rest of your body. Let's define the word sync this morning. You see, the, uh, the word sync is in a state in which two or more people or things move or happen together at the same time and speed. I'll repeat. You see, it is in a state in which two or more people or things move or happen together at the same time and speed. So to be in sync, therefore, is to be in one accord with yourself and with others. The issue is not about our body. Though I might ride the bicycle, I might be so tired, but the issue is in my mind. See, your mind needs to be brought in line with your body. But how do you do that? How do you do that? In the book of 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 3 to 5. In the book of 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 3 to 5. I love this passage. It says this word. It says, it said, though we walk in the flesh, 
We don't war after the flesh. For the weapon of our warfare is not carnal, but mighty in God to the pulling down of stronghold, bringing down every imagination. Remember imagination in your mind. He said, bringing down every imagination, every high thing that raised themselves against the knowledge of God, and bringing in line, bringing into captivity every thought. Remember the word? Every thought to the obedience of Christ. To the obedience of Christ. Folks, your mind is a battleground. The Bible tells us in the book of John 10, 10, it says, The thief comment but to steal and to destroy and to take what does not belong to him. Your, your mind is a battleground. I just want to quote from one individual. His name is Scrap. He wrote this word. He says, He says, Soldiers who are on the battlefield but are not fighting cannot expect to win. Soldiers who are in the battlefield who are not fighting should not expect to win. Quite often we think that uh, the Bible tells us that uh, we don't war against flesh and blood but against principalities. We don't war against flesh and blood but against principalities. But we need to understand that we are fighting, we are in a warfare. Quite often we see it passive, not fighting. We need to fight our battle. Look at what Charles said. He said, soldiers who are in a battlefield, we are in a battlefield, but we are not fighting battle. We need to fight. Soldiers who are in a battlefield and who are not fighting must not expect to win. And he went further. I said, this is one of the reasons why many Christians are living a defeated life. Because we are not fighting. You see, you must bring your thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ. To the obedience of Christ. You do this when you declutter your mind and replace it with the word of God. When you declutter your mind and replace it with the word of God. I want to, I've said this in, in, in fact, maybe um, when I, uh, when I've been counseling some individuals. And so you must have heard me in the past. And uh, for the sake of those who have not heard me in the past, that is okay. I want to share it with you. You see, our mind is like a scary wheel. You see, whenever we are driving with direct and drive our car to the direction we want to take our car. Our mind is like a steering wheel. When we put our hand on the, 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 the steering wheel of our mind, we need to direct our mind to where we want our mind to go to. But when we take our hands off the steering of our mind, our mind go haywire. But we need to put our hands on the steering of our mind. Well, when we take our hands off, the enemy takes control of our mind and becomes our master. The enemy quite often comes into our mind like a guest. He comes like a guest. And when we welcome that guest in, before we know it, 
he, that enemy becomes a host. And then he, as we continue to entertain that guest who is now become a host, and that host will become our master if we are not careful. I took this from um, a book I'm reading. Her name is Song Zhu. She said this word. She said, the great art of war is to subdue the enemy without fighting. I'll repeat, the great art of war is to subdue the enemy without fighting. I want you to think about that seriously. If you want to write it down, write it down because it's, it's profound. The great art of war is to fight the enemy or subdue the enemy without fighting. When you look at our political landscape in our world today, you see there are countries fighting. They are not fighting, but they are conquering the enemy even without fighting. Go ask China. The same applies to our mind. The enemy will come in a very subtle way into our mind. Invade our minds. Look at our world today. Our world is saturated with pornography. And we watch our TV, the X-rated movies. We say it is entertainment. It comes in a very subtle way. And we feel tickled in, in our body. We say, oh, it's entertainment. But he'll come in a very subtle way and invade our minds. And yet, he will subdue us without fighting. But how? How do we overcome this? We can only overcome this if we steer our mind like a steering wheel, steer our mind, steer our thought away and direct it to God, bring it in line to the purpose of God. What happened that night when I couldn't sleep? I began to walk up and down, praying. I finished praying for one hour between three and four in the morning. And I found myself still tossing because my mind was going up and down. Not because of issues, not because of problems, because my plate was full. I was trying to navigate through many things that I'm trying to organize for myself. But, but I could not sleep. And then I began to pray. After I finished praying for an hour, then I began to meditate upon the word of God. And I took a scripture. I began to memorize it. The Bible said you must meditate upon the word of God. I began to take the scripture, memorize, and as I tried to sleep, I was speaking this into myself. And as I was meditating on this, and I was speaking this word, and I said, God, I pray, Lord, that you will help me out. And I was meditating the word of God continuously. But whenever I stop, my mind will go. Then I will 
put my hand on the steering of my mind again, bring my mind into in line with the word of God. I was doing this, doing this, doing this continuously, and at the same time meditating. Then I found myself slowly fell asleep. You need to do it. You need to speak the word of God into your heart. You need to meditate. He said, I cried out unto the Lord in Psalm 34, verse 4, and he heard me and delivered me from all my fear. For unto him is well able to do exceedingly efficiently. 20. Unto him is well able to do exceedingly abundantly, above and beyond what we ask of him. As you continue to quote the scripture to yourself, memorize the scripture, meditate upon the scripture, then the calmness and the peace of God will invade your mind and you will find yourself sink. Your mind will be in sync with the rest of your body and then you can sleep. Today is Pentecost Sunday. I've not even started the message yet. But we will conclude here. Today is Pentecost Sunday. I just want to wrap this up. There's a lot here. I might pick it up uh, when next we meet. In the book of Acts 2, 1, chapter 2, verse 1, it said, When the day of Pentecost had fully come, I want to link this one with uh, the message this morning about being in sync. He said, when the day of Pentecost had fully come, they were all in one accord in one place. As I began to ask myself, I said, these people were in, were in one accord in one place. I said, how did they do that? How did the disciples became in one accord in one place to be in sync in one place? Remember, it is a continuation of the book of Acts, chapter 1, verse 14. When they were in the upper room, this Bible tells us they were all together praying and in one accord. These disciples were in one accord with themselves and with one another. This is something powerfully happened. When the people of God are in sync with one another, these disciples, they were in sync, they were in one accord, and then the Holy Ghost fell. Look at the book of Psalm 133. It says, Behold, how good and pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together in unity. It is like the precious oil upon the head, running down the beard and the beard of Aaron running down the edge of his garments. It is like the dew of Hammon, descending upon the mountains of Zion, for the Lord commanded the blessing life forevermore. You see, I often struggle to be in sync with myself, talk less of having, or talk more of having to be in sync with others. To be in sync with others. 
But for them to be in sync, for them to be in one accord with themselves, for the Holy Ghost to fall, it's a miracle. But this, this was something that they were intentional in doing for the Holy Ghost to fall. Not only in obedience to the word of Jesus Christ for them to remain in Jerusalem, but there was something they did for the Holy Ghost to fall. How did they do that? Before the Holy Ghost fell. They did that because they were prepared. They prepared their heart for the Holy Spirit to fall. There had to be a preparation. If there's no preparation, remember John the Baptist prepared the way for Jesus Christ. We need to prepare the way to usher in the Holy Spirit to do a work in our hearts. How did they prepare themselves? How did they do that? I believe all the disciples, they put away their misconceived ideas. I believe John and James, they called them the sons of thunder. They put away their misconceived idea about calling brimstone and fire down. They put away also their misconceived idea of wanting to have it all to themselves. That means wanting to sit at the throne of Jesus Christ, one on his right hand and one on the left hand. They put away their misconceived idea. Instead, they say, let your will be done. That was our ambition, but no longer is our ambition. We just want your kingdom come. They put on love. Peter, on the other hand, put away his misconceived idea about his brashness, his arrogance, always wanting to launch forward. He put everything away. They put away all their misconceived ideas. They were having a relationship. They were forgiving one another. And then they said they became united. They were in one accord. They prepared their heart. And then the Holy Ghost fell. How does it apply to you today? You might be burdened. Like I said, I was burdened with my heart. You might be burdened with many issues plaguing your mind that is messing up your sleep. The Bible tells us in the book of Psalm 55 verse 2, it says, cast your care. Cast your care or cast your body upon the Lord, for he will sustain you. He will never allow the righteous to be moved. I looked at that word, I began to meditate upon that word this morning. He said, cast your care. The word cast your care means, it might not, you might look at it as if it's something, a, a statement that is very rude. Cast your care means you have to throw, throw your body, Throw your care upon the Lord. 
You see, when you throw something to somebody, he's on the other side to catch it. But he, when he catches it, it belongs to him. He's not saying, give it, give your care to him, because when I reach out and give my care to somebody or give something to somebody, there's a tendency where I'm about to give it to that person and I withdraw it. That is the difference. Cast means you must throw your body, throw your care upon the Lord. You must give it to him. I spoke to somebody some time ago, and I said, uh, if you know what to do, you will not have any hesitation in doing it. But you don't have any hesitation to do it, that's right. Or if you, if you know what to do, you will either do it or you outsource it to somebody. But if you don't know what to do, all you need to do is to cast it or give it over to Jesus, who will take care of it in his own time. In his own time. The Bible tells us that these disciples were in one accord and the Holy Spirit fell. The Holy Spirit only fell because they were devoid of bitterness. They were devoid of self-interest. They were devoid of anything that would inhibit their relationship with God. Prevent the Holy Ghost from falling. They devoid themselves of everybody and devoted themselves in praying, worshiping, and waiting. Praying, worshiping, and waiting. Praying, worshiping, and waiting. And that's what we need to do. Because we cannot wait, we go back and take that body away from God and we think we can fix it ourselves. I'll finish here because there's second part I want to talk to you about. The time is passing. Where are you this morning? Is your mind in sync with yourself? Is your mind in sync with your colleagues? Is your mind in sync with the believers in church? We need to be in sync. We need to be united. We need to have that relationship with one another. We need to be in one, one accord. How pleasant it is, Psalm 123, pleasant it is for brethren to be in sync, to be united, to be in one accord, waiting for the Holy Spirit to fall, to turn things around for us. God wants to do it. He is waiting, wanting to continue to pour out his spirit, continue to pour out his healing, continue to pour out his deliverance. There's something that is preventing him. And we need to declutter our mind and let him have his way in Jesus' name. Amen? Amen? What am I trying to get across this morning? 
You see, when we allow our mind to be in sync with your spirit, you will see the miraculous power of God in your life. Let's pray. Father Lord, quite often we dance to the details of our mind instead of having the mind of Christ. For it is written in the book of Philippians 2, 5, that we must have the mind of Christ. Father, I just want to pray, Lord, that you will baptize us with your Holy Spirit so that we will have the boldness. Jesus, that same boldness that was imparted, the spirit of boldness that was imparted upon your disciples, Lord, when the Holy Ghost fell. Father, we pray, Lord, that you will baptize us today so that, Lord God, we can steer our minds to your word and for your purpose in Jesus' name. For those of you this morning who might be watching this online, this podcast online, God is always ready to be in sync with you. But sin has disconnected you away from him. But he wants to bring a restoration into your life. But the only thing you need to do is to ask sin into your heart this morning. By confessing your sin. And you will be saved. And then he will connect you back to him. The Bible tells us in the book of 1 John Chapter 1, verse 9. It says, if you confess your sins, he is faithful and just to forgive you all your wrongdoing. This is what Jesus Christ is special. He's a specialist in forgiving sins. He can do it for you. People out here today, he has done it for them. And he can do it for you because he's not a respecter of any person. Mean it with all your heart. I want you to pray this prayer with me this morning. Dear Lord, I recognize I am a sinner. I need your forgiveness. I confess my sins to you, Lord. I believe that you died on the cross of Calvary for me. You were buried, I believe, and you rose again. Right now, Lord, I accept you as my Savior and Lord. And I call upon your name, for it is written, you say, whosoever call upon your name, they will be saved. I thank you, Lord, for saving me in Jesus' name. Make me, Lord, the person you created me to be. 
in your name. Amen. Amen. If you say that prayer right now, I want you to get in touch with us. We want to pray with you. We want to support you. We want to just encourage you and see how we can move you to the same level that many of us here in the church are today. We want to bless you in Jesus' name. Amen. amen. And amen. 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 Praise God. Amen. amen. Does that help you this morning? Amen. To be in sync with God. Amen. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Thank you, Lord. And uh, praise Thank God. You for listening to today's message by Pastor Tony Ojemiri. If you would like to respond to the message or have a prayer request, visit wiredforglory.org. Until next time, God bless.